Sit back, take a listen to this lesson, how we turn Pain to progression, pain, pain to progression Sit back, take a listen to this lesson about how we turn Pain to progression, pain to progression Bank statement at the bank statement, now they think I'm flexing right Take a listen to this lesson, how we turn Pain to progression, pain, pain to progression This is that, pain to progression, right? Welcome to Pain of Progression with Regis Arzu, money management for the rest of us. Now, who's the rest of us? If you destroyed your credit at some point in your life, you are the rest of us. Yep, nobody sat down and told me about the ABCs of credit either. To be transparent with you all, my lowest credit score was 480, and I had to work extremely hard to get it to 800 where it is right now. So don't worry if you have low credit score, you can get it back up. And if you're like me, and you had a low credit score, and now you got in a place where you're happy with it, you should be very proud of yourself. Congratulations. You put in that work. Okay, y'all. I'm excited to present another amazing interview with you guys. My goal with these interviews is to inspire you to keep pushing to reach that dream of yours. I know your dreams feel far and unattainable, but everyone I have interviewed has dreamed like you and put that work to make those dreams a reality. You can do it. The secret to success is hard work plus patience. And someone you have previously met that is no stranger to hard work and patience is Jocelyn Perry. Last week, I interviewed her and her husband, Johnny. But today, I want to dig a little bit more into her solo journey. Like many of you, she had no one holding her hand and telling her what not to do growing up when it came to money. So her biggest teacher was her mistakes. Now, Jocelyn is a loving mother of two, a nurse, and a person that has purchased her third house. But don't think all that came without blood, sweat, and tears. Jocelyn is a Navy wife, so she had to go through long stints raising her kids without her partner around. She got in many arguments with her husband because of her financial decisions, and she found out she had breast cancer at 28, which I'm happy to say she kicked its ass. Oh, I'm sorry, this is a a family program. That's the only curse word you'll hear from me, I promise. If you ask me, the secret to her success is her optimism and her energy to shine any dark room. I can tell you, when I started interviewing her, I was pretty tired, but just hearing her voice made me happy. I don't know, maybe she's an X-Men and that's her powers, to be optimistic and make everyone around her happy. Okay, I don't want to be selfish here. Let me jump into the interview and you can see how her powers work on you. Now, without further ado, here's Jocelyn Miranda Perry. So, okay. Welcome. Thank you for, for you're doing your one-on-one interview. No, no problem. Thank you for having me again. So I want to just give you an update on the episode you did. It is um, the highest played episode I've had so far. Really? That is awesome. Oh yeah. I guess you gave good information or good feedback or just in general. I don't, I don't know, but thank you very much. Oh, that is awesome. That's great. All right. You want to jump into the, the questions? Let's go. All right. So now, once again, and, and this is a little different. Some of the questions may be the same, but this is a little different from the last questions I asked you, uh, mainly because this is more about you, your journey. And some of it may have to do with, with Johnny and some of it may not. So um, and in this one, I, I'm, it's more about just you. So tell me about tell me about your financial upbringing. Um, well, like I mentioned before, um, money was never a topic in my household growing up. My parents weren't the type to give us anything. Like to tell you, fifty cents would probably be a lot, you know. And it, it, it's it's not 
um, a surprise to me because growing up, I'm one, I was one of seven. So of course my parents couldn't afford to like, you know, give money like that. So I guess she, they just decided not to give nobody money. <laughs> but um, so like I said, it wasn't a conversation. You know, we wanted some type of um, money. We had to get it on our own. I got my first job when I was, I think, 15, working as a proctor at the high school that I went to. And that was the time, first time I really had like some kind of money, which is like $40, $50, which was a lot for me. But yeah, that's how it was growing up. Okay. You know, and, and what we know from your previous interview that it was harder for you to understand kind Definitely. of how, how to, I guess, properly use money, if we want to use that word. Um, yeah. So I guess my, I have a three-part question to that. And I'll tell you the three and I can break them down. What, okay. uh, would you say you had a problem with spending? The second part is, how did you get over that spending, if you, that issue? And the third question is, how do you continue to not go to that other mindset? So I know that's a loaded question, so I'll start off again. What would you say, oh, would you say you had a problem with spending? I don't think I had a problem with spending. Um, I, my problem was the responsibility of getting things done. That was my issue. Um, like, if my husband would tell me, hey you know, this do, this um, bill is due, paid on such and such day, I would be the one to wait to the last minute to pay. Even sometimes I will fall over the due date, you know, things like that. That's what I had the issue with, the responsibility that came with adulting. You know, um, mm-hmm. as far as spending was concerned, you know, yeah, I would sit there and splurge every so often, but I think that the majority of our issue, my issue was me doing what I had to do as a, adult was the problem you know um it just took a, a while for me to get that concept together pretty much and how did you how did your mind change to get that I'm, adulting concept but um i guess after hearing the arguments the constant arguments and you know running to have to make sure a bill gets paid before one my husband finds out that i didn't pay it and two you know, they shut the lights off or, you know, things like that. You know, after a while that gets tiring and you tell yourself, all right, you got to get your stuff together because if not one, you're going to lose the, your one partner that has you back a hundred percent. And two, you know, you don't want your kids to grow up in the, in an environment where, you know, you come home and the lights are shut off, you know? So eventually it clicked on my mind and said, okay, I need to get myself together because this is not it, you know? If I have the funds to pay for it, why is it taking me so long to pay it? You know, it's not like if I have to go searching for it, I already have it. But it's just me who have to do what I got to do to make sure that everything stays afloat. Did you ever wonder why you kept forgetting to pay the bill or just didn't do it? Like, why was it not a high priority for you at the time? Because it wasn't something that I guess it wasn't a like you said, it wasn't a priority to me. I wasn't mature enough at that time. You know, I wasn't, it was all about living, I guess. It wasn't about the responsibility because again, I didn't, I wasn't raised to have that responsibility or, you know, like I will give an example at 21, me as 21 is when I struggle with paying bills and, you know, holding up a household. And, but we taught our daughter different, who's now 21, who has her own apartment, paying her own bills, you know, because I wanted her to learn from my mistakes, you know, but for me, it took me to mature and see things differently in order for me to turn that around. 
And so the, the, no, that makes sense. Now the third part of the question is how did you change that mindset? Because you've lived what, I think up to 21 years or maybe a little longer mm-hmm. with this one mindset of this is how it is. And this is not a high priority. How did that switch to the point where it's like, okay, I have to pay this on time. Like, what is it in your, I guess, in your brain that got that, 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 I don't know how to explain it, but I got that switch, you know? So like, I, I'm, I'm on my grind now. <laughs> to be honest, it took for my husband to really take over. He took over the bills and like, we'd set out, you know, as, a, as our couple, as us, as a union, we have our own responsibility, like something that we know he's going to take care of. And this thing's in the house that he knows that I'll take care of. So we, we made, we had a plan. Okay. Well, being that we know that you're not that great right now, when it comes to bills and let me take over that. And he completely 110% took over that, you know, and then he'll give me every so often responsibilities to pay one bill. And, you know, I would tell myself, okay, I don't want to disappoint my husband because we have a plan now. So let me make sure I get it done. And then eventually it became the norm. So once we got into that um, system, then after that, it's just like, you know, the more we did it, the more I didn't want to disappoint. And then it just eventually becomes a habit, you know? So I guess that's when it switched for me, you know, when we decided to sit down, make a plan. And, you know, we both got tired of fighting for the same thing that, you know, could have been fixed a long time ago. So I guess once he, we continued to do what we did, it just became a habit for me. And now it's something that I really do now. I take care of what I got to take care of. When did you look around in your life and found out that like, man, I'm not, like I made it in this place that I never thought I would. Yeah. You know, for me, honestly, it's not even, it's when I, my credit was good. Mm. That's when I said I, I would do Cause my credit was shot. Like, you know, my brothers, we laugh about it, but you know, we, we always say, I can't, my credit is so shot that I can't even finance a piece of bubble gum, you know? So it was that <laughs> shot, you know? So when I was able, um, at the time that we purchased our second home, because the first home, I, it wasn't under my name because like I said, my credit was shot. It was under my husband's name. So the second home that we purchased, that's when I, I felt like I switched things around because my name was actually on there. Financially, the deed, everything was on there. And at the same time, um, I was working to get a job with the military. And in order to do that, you also have to have good credit. So to have a house under your name and then also get a job that, you know, requires an intensive an intensive amount of credit monitoring showed me that I switched things around. So is when I my credit got great, got good. No, that's awesome. That's that's great. And your credit is still going up and it's... it's the, no, that's one thing I don't play with now. Is <laughs> my credit, boy. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I told you guys previously, but there, I, used to, I used to teach to um, kids and one of the, the lessons I, I would, or a quote that I make sure I tell them all the time is credit is the most important thing you didn't know you need until you destroy it. Yes. Yep. That's absolutely and, true. And in our bringing, like, I mean, we know so much people that destroyed their credit, but people that have 800 credit score, that's just not around us all the time. So we didn't know how to get it. We didn't even know how important it was. So I don't know. And, you know, and for me, to be honest, what really switched it for me was during our first home when my husband tried to refinance the house. And because he knew my situation with my credit, he knew I was going to be an option to help, you know, and he wanted to utilize somebody else 
that had better credit, you know what I'm saying, to help him refinance the house because that house, like I said before, was a house that we should have never got ourselves into. Mm-hmm. So in order for us to fix the problem, he wanted to refinance and he needed an additional person. I couldn't be it as his spouse, as his wife. I couldn't be that support, that help that he needed to get things right. And that kind of hit me too. Like, you know, this house could potentially be not only under his name, just his name, but under somebody else's name. Because if you refinance, that person's name has to be in the in the um, mortgage, mm-hmm. you know? So then I was like, oh no, that I can't let that happen again. So that's when I really, we, we both buckled down and um, made sure that the credit situation wasn't going to be a, a situation anymore. So when we went back and we purchased our second home, it was a pride to me to be able to say, okay, well, you know, we put in the work and here's the benefit, you know, you're going to get a new job, you're going to get a new house and, you know, and your name is actually on it this time. So would you say, or is it fair to say that doors opened up once your credit got better? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, this is more of an FYI for my audience. When it comes to mortgages, Your interest rate is based on your credit score, but they use the credit score of the person of the two that has the lowest credit score. And then they use the middle score of the person who has the lowest score. So in your situation, and this is more just explaining for the audience, um, with you and Johnny, you had the lowest credit score and they took the lowest of those two. So if you were on the mortgage, that actually would give you guys a high interest rate. You probably wouldn't even get approved because your credit score was so low. Um, Exactly. So I, I and I'm, I want to be clear with that for the audience because there's a lot of couples that one will take care of themselves and the other one will be like I'm good you know and then they don't realize how important they both have to be on their grind I, yep. like that. A hundred percent. So I have a, a one more question and I, I it's similar to the last one but I switched it up. Okay, this one is a little darker but I I it, it I want to show the severity of it. So God forbid if you were going to pass away. And you could give either one or two advice to your kids when it came to money. What would be that advice? Save it. Differentiate between the need and the want. That's what we teach our daughter now. Do you need it now or do you want it now? There's a difference. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. On want, you don't have to. It's not a dire emergency. You don't need to. You know, not. You have to sit there and think about it. Do I really want it? You know, if you need it, it's different. But always, and we tell my daughter all the time, like my daughter, like I said, she's different from me. She's 21. She has her own place. She has an online savings account. You know, her, 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 um, her rent is, she's always paying a month ahead, a month and a half ahead of her rent. You know, she's already working on October's rent. You know, we try to teach her that because, you know, like we said, the mistakes that we made as young adults, we don't want her to repeat them. But at the same time, it's up to her to sit there and listen, which thank God so far, I mean, with the next thing, because, you know, teenagers, young adults, they want to enjoy life, which I understand, you know, but um, definitely differentiate between the wants and the needs. Perfect. That can go a long way. I could have said it better myself. Know the need versus the wants. Yeah. So thank you once again for uh, going through your financial journey with us. I appreciate Absolutely. It. Thank you for having me. All right. I'm happy. I wish you so much more success. So thanks. All right. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye. I want to say thank you again to Jocelyn for going through her financial journey with us and for being so transparent. I mean, you just have to love her genuineness. 
Hopefully you feel inspired by her story to buy a house or fix your credit or even just to believe that you can accomplish anything with the right partner. Jocelyn, thank you again and I wish you and your family so much success. Thank you all for listening to another episode. There is nothing Jocelyn did that you can't do. But maybe you know a queen out there needing to be inspired for greatness like Jocelyn. If so, please share this episode with them. Share with your daughters, share with your nieces, share with your friends. I want all you queens to live that life of royalty you deserve. And I'll even offer something else just because I know Jocelyn and how she is. And I'm sure Jocelyn wouldn't mind. Like I said earlier, Jocelyn has been through some stuff. And aside from her financial journey, she is a positive and great person to talk through, especially when you're going through some stuff. So if any of you ladies or just anyone in general needs someone to talk to, whether it's relationship advice, whether you need to be inspired, or whether you're dealing with something scary like cancer, please email me at pain2progression at gmail.com and I will connect you to Jocelyn. All right, y'all. I'll see you all Monday where we'll get our mind right when it comes to that money. Y'all have a good and safe weekend, you champs. Sit back, take a listen to this lesson, how we turn. Pain to progression, pain, pain to progression. Sit back, take a listen to this lesson about how we turn. Pain to progression, pain to progression. Bank statement at the bank statement, now they think I'm flexing right. Take a listen to this lesson, how we turn. Pain to progression, pain, pain to progression. This is that, pain to progression, right?